0: (laughs) Hello. Well, my name's Gay. I'm here to... Adam asked me quite a few months ago if I would come and talk about this mothering subject. Um, I immediately said yes, and through these months I've been questioning that. But (laughs) I made it through one, and I'm going to make it through this one. Um, I read a book about six months ago, It was Brennan Manning's book called The Ragamuffin Gospel. And um, I identify very well with the ragamuffin idea and the idea of coming uh, in life, traveling through life, going through broken places, um, needing repair. So I'm going to read you this uh, quote from that book, which kind of hit me between the eyes quite a few months ago, and and through this process, I've understood why. Says Jesus, tenderness is not in any way determined by how we pray, or who we are, or what we do. In order to free us for compassion towards others, Jesus calls us to accept his compassion in our lives, to become gentle, caring, compassionate, and forgiving towards ourselves in all our failure. And need. In compassion, has the Greek root—I mean the Latin, re, Greek, <laughs> Latin root word of "compate," which means suffer with. That's a powerful um, analogy for me because it's not only that we have compassion, or that God has compassion for us, but that we suffer with; He suffers with us. I. Um, I couldn't imagine that uh, at the time, but now I know it to be true. I was thinking about this message a couple of months ago and this experience that I had in Bozeman. My kids were all in school, I had stepped out our back door in Bozeman, we had an old house on the south side the driveway was even older it had pits and divots and from all the gravel and big stones coming out and in one of those it was a spring cold spring morning the there was a yellowtail butterfly with its tongue its proboscis frozen in the puddle and so I I mean it was like Such a sweet surprise, and I didn't quite know how to, what to do, but I knelt down, and I chipped, broke the ice around that butterfly tongue, and I lifted it up into my hands, and I took it in the house, put it on the kitchen table, and then I ran off to do what I was on my way out to do in the first place. When I came back, that butterfly was... Flying all over the kitchen, I opened the door, and out it went. It was an experience that I don't know why that was brought to me during this time, but I'm using it because I believe for myself, in my life, I've needed to um, I've needed to hold my image of mom, mama, mother, in my hands. I've had to have compassion for that image. Um, I encourage you to do this. Put that image in your hand, and um, that might... that might be about the one that birthed you, raised you. It might be someone you never knew. It might be uh, someone that took you on later in life, like Kim was talking about. It might be... um, It might be someone that you resent, or that caused you harm. It might be a lot of things, but I still believe in holding it gently and with compassion. I, I know for my own self that this image has helped me more than anything. So whenever you're ready, let it free. Let it go, just like that butterfly that day. That's where it belongs. It belongs to be free. Um, my oldest daughter ushered me into mothering. She's 50 this year. And I was in no way prepared or equipped to be a mother. I was a young drug addict and yet I was her mother. So I remember holding her soon after she was born. She had this soft, soft brown hair. And I remember this image and it's so far away and yet it's so clear. And I saw that vein in her head and it was pulsing. I remember the life that that represented and I remember thinking I wasn't ready, I, how was I to do this? And yet, I think all along God and Jesus was with me, the, the combined effort of uh, compassion in both was with me. So when she was a year old, I was convicted and spent 30 days in jail. During that time, she, someone brought her every day to me and I had this thick, thick piece of glass between us. I could not hold her or touch her or kiss her. Uh, We had an intercom, that's how we talked. And each time she left screaming, Mama! Mama! And I could do nothing to change the situation. So when I got out, I gathered up my courage and I put that singular image of mother on the forefront and I left the life that was threatening to destroy us. In all that Jesus was there. Jesus was there to help us and has been all along. That's where that compate, the Latin word, for suffer with. I didn't understand that completely, but reading this book and having that quote hit me so deeply. And this message, I knew it belonged together. And when I accepted that, that love, I, I chose that that journey along with God, my life is still here, and that's why. Um, In 2 Corinthians, it says, my grace is enough. It's all you need. My strength comes into its own in your weakness. That's a powerful statement. Made perfect is often another term for it. And I don't completely know any of uh, all your stories but i know in them there are places where you've come to the end of your strength and what jewel or what what truth sustained you what 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 kept you in that place where you could go on i i often have thought at <laughs> different times in my mothering journey I don't think I signed up for this. I don't think that I read the small print thoroughly. Or was there small print? Could I even read it? I think that we choose life's lives, we choose to travel in a certain way and we have no way to know what's up ahead. And that's where God's strength comes in. In 2013, we lost our 32-year-old son. And I think at that point, my ragged edges, my cracked interior, came to a place that I wasn't sure this was going to go on. I, was gonna, I wasn't sure at all. And God again came to me and gave me Psalms 100 verse 5 for the Lord is good. His love endures forever and his faithfulness continues through all generations. In that singular verse I've had the epiphany of truth that I will keep the rest of my life and it, it I plan on having it hold me because it already has, through something I never thought I could endure. But I'd like to read you a story, because that's what we do in nursery. We read stories, and we, we cherish them. The kids cherish them. I cherish them. This is all about when the three children in Nar- went to Narnia. They were traveling with Mr. and Mrs. Beaver, and they were going to, going to meet Aslan, the great king, So they're talking about this king. Lucy says, is he he a man? Aslan, a man, said Mr. Beaver, sternly, certainly not. I tell you, he's the king, the king of the wood and the son of the great emperor beyond the sea. Don't you know who is the king of the beasts? Aslan is a lion, the lion, the great lion. Ooh, said Susan. I thought he was a man. Is he, is he quite safe? I shall feel rather nervous about meeting a lion. That you will, dearie, and no mistake, said Mrs. Beaver. If there's anyone you, who can appear before Aslan without their knees knocking, they're either braver than most or else just silly. Then he isn't safe, said Lucy. Safe, said Mr. Beaver. Don't you hear what Mrs. Beaver tells you? Who said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe, but he's good. He is the king, I tell you, the king of all compassion. In the last couple months, I have been experiencing challenges with my adult children. And I thought it was very apropos for this message because I was walking one day and I was feeling a little sarcastic about this message and why in the world was I giving it when actually I was struggling (laughs) with my kids. And I thought, well, I'm here to tell you that no no life, no mothering experience is a cakewalk. None. If, if you went into it thinking you were going to get the cake you wanted or land on the right number, I'm not sure it will happen. <laughs> and I don't know what images you have for cakewalks, but I have a cakewalk experience that fits right here. And I think it came... With my sarcastic understanding of what I needed to say, we lived in an old house. I told you that in Bozeman. My kids went to a neighborhood school, and for this one year, all four of my younger kids were at the same school they this The school had the best carnival on the planet we they f- decked the whole school out. Every classroom had booths and games, and it was a whole day. That's all we did was play. And there was a cakewalk. It was in the library. They moved all the shelving, and the cakewalk took place in the library. And our kids were st- incredibly creative, and they, we'd go traveling all over a couple weeks before the the cakewalk, and we'd pick up all these little things and come home and scrub them, and they'd create these cakes for the cakewalk. They had little geckos on them. They had um, palm trees. Each one created their own cake for this cakewalk. It was a very um, special affair. You never had to talk them into that one. So it was the morning of the carnival, and I look out the window, it's snowing. So (laughs) I went outside, got the car cleaned off. It was a 68 Le Mans. It was, I bought it for $500. It had been garaged its whole life. It was like so wonderful. I loved it. I I felt like I could have cruised in that forever. And it had one of those back shelves right in the back window that little dogs sit in. You see them all the time in these old cars where these little dogs in blankets sit in that back window. I mean, it is prime to put cakes on. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Somebody knows the joke. (laughs) And... um, (laughs) So we, I get out, the windshield, the back window's all cleaned off, where I, I, kids are in the seats, the cakes are on the shelf, and I put it in drive, and Bill shouts from the back, back door, Gay! And <laughs> I slam on the brake. And if you've ever driven any of those bombs, you know those power brakes are some of the best. And those, those cakes came down off that great, little, perfect shelf for them. And we did some repair. We took got out of the car, we took those cakes back in the house, we dolled them up, we got the gecko back on the cake in the right place, we rearranged the whole thing and got back in the car. And this time, I was very careful not to step on that brake. In fact, I'm pretty sure all those cakes were on those kids' laps. (laughs) As good as that shelf idea was at the time. It didn't work very well. So, how many times have you wondered about your life and about what was the right number? What was that cake you wanted? What was the, the ideas that you had for that would make your life special or, or a given, you know, that it, it, it held something more than anything you've ever known. Because it's, it's a fight, it's a, it's a long fight to be true to what we're called to what our light is, what we have to give on this earth. I I have a song that I love that I play in nursery. And I just want to play it for you now. <laughs> Written originally as a children's song in around 1920, it was made famous by a young black woman named Fannie Lou Hamer. She sang it as she was being detained by the police after she had attempted to register to vote. She never, she did not get that registration or that vote that time, but she sang that song because she was determined to let that, her light, shine. It was famous throughout all of the civil rights movement. If you look it up, there were many times that clergy, crowds, they, they used it as their weapon to fight the oppression that they were under. There's a verse that isn't included in that that I'd like to offer you now. Don't let Satan it out. I'm gonna let it shine. Don't let Satan it out. I'm gonna let it shine. Don't let Satan it out. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine shine. all the time. Sorry about that. So, (laughs) it's in my story. I can't speak for you guys, but in my story, I know it's worth to f- the fight to do the battle to, l- to let our light shine, let my light shine, to be all that I'm here for. And so thanks. Thanks for listening. I'd like to pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for each and every mother that raised us, each and every mother that we are, that we um, embrace, each and every parent that chooses the huge unknown world of parenting. Lord God, help us. Help us in our struggle to be the best, to be all that we want to be. And in your Compate, Lord, thank you for suffering with us and staying with us all the time. Amen. If you would like to learn more about Narrate Church, find us at narratechurch.org or look us up on Facebook and Instagram.